Dave, Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling. My name is Tony Pippenanzi. We are coming live to you. Well, not live because it's a podcast. I always say live, but from my garage because, uh, well, I had a beer fest yesterday. Dave Stevens had a Treasure Island cruise slash drinking slash gambling last night. And Dave Sterling, I don't even know what you did last night, Dave. Um, I didn't do anything last night. Yeah. I sealed so. the driveway. Well, there you go. Well, then yeah. that's why. Yeah, exactly. And I went to Insights Oktoberfest. Yeah. Okay. And, and watched the Loons game. I'm I watched the Loons, the Loons game. Loons late yeah. game. Um, we are drinking uh, some, of course, local beers once again. Uh, Dave Sterling went to Dangerous Man yesterday, picked up a growler of the, what is it, Lemon... Lemon Grabber. Lemon Grabber IPA, which... Tastes good to me, even though I really can't taste anything with my uh, sinus infection. But I it tastes tastes good. Yeah. Uh, Dave Stevens has a surly uh, surly rosé. Yes, I'm trying that for the first time, and and just to quote their can, it is pink as hell, and on, honestly, it tastes it tastes like a rosé. It, it tastes like, like wine, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And yeah. even pouring it pouring it into the glass, it actually yeah. looked like you know a wine would. It's like wine beer. It's yes. Weird. Yeah. How do, you, how do you rate it? I mean, um, on a one to ten, I probably gave it a good. I gave it a solid seven. Yeah, I thought it's pretty. Um, good. Yeah, I, I think I'd move it more towards the middle of the pack because, I mean, if we're talking about Surly, I'm a huge fan of Surly. Yeah. Uh, but I think I can, I could probably rattle off a few beers that I'd rather have from Surly yeah. over this one. So I, I think I'd give it a five or a six. It's it's unique. I like it. It's so. their it's their part of their small batch series. So yeah. what they're trying to do is come out with these like small batches, have them out for like a month, and they come out with a new one. So they're going to come out with this. They've got a sour out right now. They've got a couple of those. And they're going to do it all year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what else they do. You would think it would be a seller. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's brewed with black currant and strawberries. That yeah. just sounds, yeah. sounds intriguing. Yes. And, and, it, and it, it, you know, after tasting it, it's certainly, it's certainly good. I'll, I'll be looking forward to trying the uh, Dangerous Man there. Um, mm-hmm. It looks good. It, it almost looks like a wheat beer. It's, a, it's an IPA, but it's... Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely... It's definitely cloudy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's almost like a white IPA. Yeah, uh, it it is a uh, it's a collaboration with Modest. Oh, it is. Um, and I've actually never had anything from Modest. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's pretty good. It's it looks kind of like your. I thought it looked like a peach cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, but it's 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 tasty. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, speaking of beers, I was at the Monticello Brewfest last yesterday, uh, which is a huge uh, brewfest up in Monticello, of course. I've been doing it for a while now. Uh, and our friend Dave, the bartender, was there from Alloy at the Alloy stand. His wife was there as well. Uh, so me and Nels talked to him for a while. Guess what they had on tap? Of the three beers they had, Ooh, they had so my cherry lime wit. They had the oh, cherry lime wit. My favorite one that those guys had, we had two weeks ago. So that of course w- I was drinking that one. That was one of my favorite. Yeah. And I and I, I ended up coming home with a half uh, half growl, a half growler. What would that be called? Oh, a crowler. A crowler, I think, yeah. was the name. Yeah. yeah, I ended up going with the uh, the white noise. Oh, it nice. was their oh, yeah, yeah. white chocolate stout, and I they had that, that. They had that last yesterday at the VIP tent. Really, that's yes. why I wanted to ask you what they had mm-hmm. because I yes. mean, I I I loved all the beers I had, but that was in my top three as well and as the. the Nels had that in the VIP tent, and then of course he was upset with himself because he didn't make it up to LA two weeks ago. Mm. I was like, you know, all the people were at the game the night before. He's the only one who didn't show up at LA. And he said he was going to. And he said so. he was going to. He's like, yeah, I missed out on that. And then he tasted the beers. Like, yeah, you know. I so what was your highlight of the fest? 
Um, you know, it's tough to say because there's so many great beers there. Uh, I would say 75% of the brewers that are there put out some really good beers that, you know, you probably had before, but then there's some breweries where you've had, like, they'll have four of them and three of them you've had, but the one they just have out there just for that, or it's a small batch and you get to taste it, it tastes pretty good. 25% of the breweries come there with just their basic stuff, which kind of pisses me off a little bit. The one that pissed me off the most yesterday, me and Nels both, was Shells, because Shells is always there, and they never have a good-looking stand. They never have, like, their name up or anything like that. They bring the same beers every flipping year, and this year, to piss Nels off even more, they didn't bring the Oktoberfest like they really? normally do. Yeah. So Nels was pissed off about that, and it's just surprising me that a big brewery like Shells would not you know, put their best effort into a brew. Right, it's like they phone it in. Yeah, it's like they phone it in. I mean, Surly kind of does the same thing where they have their basic beers. They don't bring out, they they didn't have rosé or anything like that. They have their base, their hells and their whatever. But of course they have their big stand and they have, you know, people out there. So it's Surly, you know? Yeah. Um, And a lot of the microbreweries were out there, like Agar from Elk River was out there and they were strong i mean they had three beers out there and they had a big stand and alloy was out there and they had a big stand and they were being strong uh so it's kind of disappointing to see the big breweries not kind of right be a big part of something like this so so as someone who hasn't been there before and i'm hoping i say it every year that i'm gonna go but uh how, how many uh breweries represent that's where they were 65 oh wow it's pretty good. So unlike, um, and I've never been to any other brew fest except for this one. Um, my sister-in-law, Jamie, has been to the Minneapolis brew fest, the big one at the convention center. Looks good. And she said the difference between this one and that one is the fact that at Minneapolis one, you wait in line for 15, 20 minutes yeah. to get one beer. At Monticello, you can just walk around and wow. you'll find a spot where there's nobody waiting and you just get your flipping beer. Yeah. Last night there was, I, I'm trying to think who it was, was it Modest? Or somebody else had cracked a um, keg just specifically for that day and for a time period. It was only one keg for a time period, and the line was probably fifty people long. And that's the longest I've ever seen a line at this brew fest. Otherwise, it's like five people in a line. Yeah, yeah. It's not that bad. You know? So, follow up question then: If there's sixty five breweries up there, and like, I mean, I I, I might get a little overexcited in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. What's the strategy? Like, you can't go and have a a 12 ounce beer, a pint from no, every place. Do you, and you don't, it's right. They give you a little small, little sampling, little okay. mug thing okay. with a lanyard, which is nice. Cause you can stick it on your lanyard. Uh, and so, um, you just go around and, and I think the first couple of years, Nels and I did it. We tried, we, they give you a little chart of all the beers that are there. We tried to taste like every single one and like write it down. And I, cause we were, I, you know, we were trying to be cool, but then like the past couple of years, I think we just decided, Hey, let's just go walk around have beers that we want to have you know hang out they now have a lot more alcohol there so they have like phillips vodkas out oh, there yeah, doing yeah. their thing they've got um some uh, what do you call it the uh, bloody mary mix people yep. are out there doing their thing they have wine out there now like pour from Seagulls out there with their wine and stuff so it's 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 growing they have a lot of food out there so it's it's growing and it's 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 nice it's just nice to be at a brew fest that's not doesn't take itself too seriously right you know it's more open it's just more friendly you don't have a lot of beer snobs out there right it's just people out there looking to have a good time and drink some beers you know you know i was at the minneapolis one uh not this year but last year and uh yeah i mean it was it was insane it was a two-hour wait to get in yeah and then 
everybody would go up to the line, yep. the front of the line, to see what they had. Yep. And so their their typical brews were, you know, probably still fifty people long, yep. but the one special one was like, you know, hundred and hundred twenty five people long, and yeah, you would be waiting. Yeah, and that's 10, 15 minutes just to get it. You don't want to wait uh, too long to grab just a little taste of a beer. Yeah. For me, it's it's about getting as many as you possibly can and getting the ones you want to get. Right. You know, the only thing the other thing that is upsetting to me about this beer fest and it's happened every year I've been there. Um, we do VIP every year. And what that means is we have a special VIP area. We could go in that has special beers that only VIPs can taste. We get free food and we have bathrooms, which are awesome. There used to be porta potties just for VIPs, but now they've actually, they wheel in a trailer that's got bathrooms in it. Oh, nice. That's air conditioned. So there's yeah. a men's and a women's you know bathroom, which is nice. But you get in there 20 minutes early before anybody else can get in there. Half the breweries are going, okay, you guys can sample our beers before 3 o'clock. And half the other brewers are like, no, we can't do anything until 3. It's like, make, either say yes or say no. I, right. I don't care. But for a VIP like me to go in there 20 minutes early and go, hey, can I have this beer? And they're like, no, got to wait till 3 o'clock. And then the brewery next to them saying, yeah, you can drink our beer. You know, I don't give a shit. Nobody's going to care. Right. And nobody does care. You know, So make it, just say yes or no. You know, yeah. And then I'll decide if I want to get there. 20 minutes early if it's worth my time, you know, because if I'm not going to be able to drink the beers 20 minutes early, then it's not worth my time to get there at 240, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I was at, uh, I decided to go to Insight yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, They decided to do their, I would say it's pronounced Actoberfest, because it's Oktoberfest in August. August, yes. Um, And, you know, I thought it was, it was kind of, it was kind of cool because, you know, who gets to generally do Oktoberfest in August. Yeah, normally. Uh, they they had their they had their steins you could buy for twenty bucks. Nice. It's a basically ten dollar stein with ten bucks worth of beer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't remember what size it was. Oh, but I think it's more than ten bucks a beer. Because yeah. ten dollars worth of beer because it was I would guess Are they twenty two ounces? It was, I think it's bigger than twenty two. Really? So like thirties? Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And I mean it was fantastic. Uh, I I just had their Oktoberfest I got halfway through and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm by myself. And, and uh, I have to drive. I have to drive, so yeah. I can't have another one. Yeah. Um, you know, they had their uh, their vices with the uh, the Berliner vices with the different fruits that sure, you could sure, add yeah. to it. Yep. Um, I really wanted to try one of those, but I didn't, obviously, again, didn't want to. They had food from, uh, I, I'm going to butcher the name, Kramazux. Uh, Kamarchex. 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 Oh, sure. There you Kamarchex, go. Kamarchex, yeah. See, I said I'd I mean, that's, that's a mainstay in Northeast. Yeah, yeah. and they're, the bratwurst were fantastic. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, they were loaded with loaded with kraut and onions, and uh, the bread, the buns were homemade. Yeah. yeah. Really good. They had a I, – I texted John about this because I was trying to get John and Jenny to come. Sure. Because Jenny – I saw that Jenny was interested. Yes. And – of course, they decided not to go. Uh, but I, I texted John about it, and I was like, you know, there's a there's an accordion player here. Mm-hmm. He's currently playing Bob Dylan on, and singing Bob Dylan <laughs> on accordion. Nice. Which is interesting. Was it Bob Dylan? It's a little Dylan? weird. Was it Bob Dylan? What's that? Was it Bob Dylan? Was it, was no, it no, Bob it Dylan? was not Bob Dylan. Oh. No, no. But he did have an Itasca Society pin. 
Oh, so nice. he must be season two. Be, yeah, yeah. So um, insight is that that's uh, that's not is that not quite north? I haven't been there yet. It's uh, I would it's say it's north as northeast as you can get because it's it, north of Surly, isn't it? It's on it's, Hennepin. It's north of Surly. It's it's on Hennepin. Yeah. and I mean you're getting really close to 280. Yeah, because I've been there. Point. Yeah. And uh, did you have their? Do they have their? Um, what does they have their cherry? Is it doe eyes? Yeah, you know. So yeah. I wanted to get a growler of that. Yeah, but. I went to the bar and I was like, "Can I get a growler of the of the sour dough eyes?" Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, we're not doing growlers today because of the event." And I was like, "Okay, okay." Um, yeah, I, I really want to get one of that. Yeah, I love that that the cherry dough eyes. That's a great beer from them. I've yeah. had it before and it's fantastic. I think now you're saying I think Insight was at the beer fest yesterday in the VIP tent because I think they were doing their Berliner Weisses with the different. Oh, sure. I think that was the deal. I think I had like their, uh, I think it was a cherry one or a blueberry one or something like that. Yeah, I think it was one of those. Yeah, yeah. they had three different ones. I think they were there. Yeah. So, And I've, I've had a Berliner Weiss with fruit in it before. Um, and, you know, it's like, I think, you know, Liney's has honey vice and it's supposed to be the same idea. Yeah. Um, obviously, the legitimate uh, scenario is you, you get the beer from the tap and they put this. The, sure, sure, sure. The sure. juice in right away. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I it would have been nice to do that. Yeah. You know, there were a couple kids running around. I was like, eh, I texted Sarah and I'm like, yeah, maybe we should just both come. Yeah. You know, they seem pretty kid friendly. Breweries nowadays uh, are trying to be kid friendly. Yeah. Uh, there's some people who are against that. I read a nice article. Yes, I saw that uh, on Facebook. There was a post about. I think you actually commented on yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I think I told somebody that if you, if you don't like kids, just don't go. Don't anywhere. go. Exactly <laughs> right. Because, so, I mean, you know, it's it's the thing. Yeah. Sarah's not a big beer person. Yeah. But, you know, I like craft beers, and hey. Sarah likes to at least try some. And we, we have kids. So. That's, that's my deal, too. If I take the kids to Omni, they've got games. Yeah. They've got a couch. They've got an outside patio. They have, like, um, what do you call it? The ju- or sodas, the different sodas yeah. and stuff. It's like, why wouldn't I bring my kid here and have a beer or two and hang out with right. them? You know, there's no big deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the difference between, you know, going to a bar and going to a, you know, a, a craft brewery. Yeah, um, this isn't, well, again, this isn't 1985, okay? Right. When I lived in northern Minnesota, in my small hometown of Buell, I'd go with my parents down to the Moose Club because my dad was the governor and hang out at the bar. Yeah. You know, but the times have changed now, okay? You can't smoke in the breweries. Right. You know, people aren't going there to get freaking wasted. They're going there to have a beer or two and probably to growler and then go home or hang out with their families. That's it. Yep. You know, it's not like it was back in the eighties. Yeah, and I'm that's sorry. why that's why we like to do our podcast there when we get yeah, a chance because exactly. it, it's a it's a family atmosphere. Exactly right. As much exactly as it right. is going to a bar. It's, yeah. It's, yep. So uh Dave Stevens, what was on the cruise yesterday? Did you have any good beers on the cruise, or was it just Mick Golden Light? No, was it was like, kind of your basic bar. No, so I had sucked. I had a Mick Golden Light. I think yeah. I also had a Miller Light later on. Oh wow! They had a you know I think there there was there was there's a full bar, so people yeah. were having their gin and tonics, but it was nothing uh, nothing crazy, nothing to speak of as oh. far as a craft brewery angle. So That's too bad. That's I had a uh, you know I had the prime rib, which was. Yeah. Adequate, but I mean, yeah. I'd recommend the experience. It was out of Treasure Island, the marina, yeah. and I mean, it was twenty five dollars, and bad. you get a two and a half hour cruise on the Mississippi. Was it free beer then? Or no, it wasn't free. free. It was a it was cash, cash cash or credit bar. bar okay. But I'm just saying, for you get dinner, a good yeah. a good dinner. I'm not yeah. going to say it was great, but a good dinner and a two and a half hour cruise yeah. on the Mississippi for twenty five dollars. You really can't beat that. So 
Um, Good. It's funny, guys, that we're we're talking more about beer right now because the uh, United have looked like shit the past two games. Mm, you know, yeah. slow, I, I slow down a little. I'm going to uh, back you up a little bit. I shit would be a good word for last night. Last night's game, yes. You, we, you know, the the United managed to finally earn a point on the road yeah, for the first I, time since March. I understand. That. Their first draw on the but road. But we need more than just a point. This is the problem yeah. right now. I agree. I mean, you're right from a from a playoff perspective. Mm-hmm. Out of two games, mm-hmm. granted, you know, what the opponents were good teams, but you would hope for better than a point out of two games, but that's what they got. Uh, just a quick update here, guys. You're probably hearing the ice cream man right now because, well, ice cream lady, because for whatever reason, she's coming by today on a Sunday. Uh, she's actually driving slow today, which is interesting because usually she drives super fast. Um, <laughs> well, I'm surprised your your daughters haven't ran out of here to chase well, it down. I'm not, I'm not shocked because they know she drives way too fast. I swear, I swear, I tell you guys, this is a funny story. Every time she comes by, it's super fast. And by the time the girls are like, hey, some money, and I'm like, yeah, she's like two blocks away. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not that's, like not a, that's not a good business plan. No, because back in the day, I mean, you you grew up in Apple Valley. I did, yeah. I grew up in Apple Valley in Lakeville. The ice cream people there, they go slow, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Exactly right. I, I, I got to admit, though, I'm a, little, I'm a little out of sorts because that's the first time I've actually seen an ice cream truck or van drive by. Well, because you don't live, you live in like a townhouse neighborhood. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You don't live in like a... You know, suburb. And Dave Sterling, you're from Wisconsin, so was the cheese curd truck that came by? Um, yeah. You know, that would be assumed, but yeah, I yeah. never saw that, and that's unfortunate because that's a really good idea. A cheese curd truck? Yeah. Cheese curd's a beer truck. Yeah. That's a fantastic business model. Might have to keep that Maybe in we should my do that We should get rid of the podcast and do a cheese yeah. curd and beer truck. I bet we could get we could get some support for that. We probably could. But, yeah, bringing it back into soccer, I, I, like, Tony, you're right. I mean, as a whole, in the last two weeks since we last recorded episode 11, yeah, yeah, you're not happy with the overall performance, but I'm telling you what, you know, basically last week, after last weekend, I was feeling optimistic. Yeah. You know, as a fan, and because they, they managed to get that one point out of L.A., and just that gives you some hope going into the next game. Hey, maybe, you know, can they do it again? Can they maybe get a win on the road? It just gives you a reason for hope, and they just it all came they, crushing down. But my issue, Dave, and it's great that they got the tie last week. And I'll, I'll preface this by saying I haven't watched the last two games because I've had some other stuff going on. But my hope was that they well at least get a point out of LA. And then last night, my hope was at least get another point, if right. not three points, because we need to start making some headway to get into the playoffs here. Right. We can't keep doing this whole have a good week and then have a terrible week. We can't keep doing this back and forth shit. Yeah, and it's been that way, you know, kind of all season. You have some hope and then they crush it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but what makes it worse is the fact that it's the same issue over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have, I think there are three issues that we have on defense it's we cannot pressure the ball yeah the for whatever reason we can't communicate with each other yeah and there's an iq issue okay uh you know if you look at the goals from la 
uh, you know, we, we've got Ibrahimovic and Alessandrini. I mean, what, as far as names go, mm-hmm. how could you possibly have to talk about both of those? So I'm always going to refer to Ibrahimovic as Leighton. Uh, <laughs> and it, so you've got Alessandrini's goal. Again, when? The seventh minute. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, how in the world do we have the – we're the only team, I bet, that allows a consistent goal in the first 10 minutes. It's a game. broken yeah. record. It's it every time. Yeah. In the, within 10 minutes, within five minutes, we're behind. It's yeah. just every – even at home, it's yeah. like Well, that. it's almost like, to me, the, the goal is in the first 10 minutes. It's almost like they talk about what they're going to – the strategy they're going to do before the game. And they come out for that first 10 minutes, and they're all kind of just – screwed up screwed in the head they just don't know what the heck's going on and then the opponents score a goal and then they kind of decide oh now we should play a game now right we should do something yeah and like like you dave i I mean i I was watching the game live on tv and and just the first goal we're talking about la galaxy's first goal and i was watching it live and i saw what happened and watched the goal and like miller it was miller's mistake but i had I, i honestly i went back and watched that that replay at least four or five times afterwards, because I wasn't convinced it was all Miller. Oh, but it you said it. Yes, Miller made a mistake, but it, you're, you brought it up. It was the communication that was yeah. the issue. He didn't know wh- where his fellow defenders were going to be. Yeah, right. You know, he, he had no idea, and yeah. so he didn't know what to do. And so, what are you going to do? You're, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, he and the funny thing is, is, he did this, did the same thing basically on both goals that game, and he, he fell off. You know, Alessandrini's coming down the down the right flank. He meets him, forces him to pass it off to Slayton, and he falls off because he's not communicating with his teammates. Mm-hmm. And it, Calvo comes in, challenges Slayton. Mm-hmm. Slayton has to pass it back to who else? Alessandrini, because Alessandrini comes back around behind Slayton mm-hmm. when Miller decided to go continue down to the the end line. Sure, and it. So what's going to happen? Well, you all of a sudden have Alessandrini just run right through the middle of the field. And, it, you know, he's – Warner was terrible. He barely even attempted to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it, he had a perfect shot. I mean, you you can't do anything about it. Um, Miller was ball watching. Uh, you know, Kalman and Boxel um, were too concerned with Kamar's run into the box. To pressure Alessandrini and yeah. Alessandrini had a wide open goal. Now you go into the second goal, and it, guess what happens? Dos Santos moves toward the center of the pitch. He comes back around, passes it to Legette. There's Miller. Instead of taking on Legette, he worries himself with the the run of uh, I believe it's Romney mm-hmm. down the side. Romney is no threat whatsoever to this play. Why Miller fell off of Legette is beyond me. He's not communicating with Schuler. Schuler's running in from behind the play already, so Schuler has no play other than to commit a yellow. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on? I mean, there was absolutely nothing. You know, Calvo attempted to attempted to block the shot, but I mean, he was in no position to do that because it should never have gotten that far to begin with. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I just think that it's incredible how uh, how poor we are with that, specifically the IQ and 
the communication. We've talked about the IQ number of times. Yes. Usually on the positive side when we're talking about Darwin Katerra. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it, it comes down to, this is, I saw this a number of times on Twitter, it's, it's soccer 101 yeah. or defense 101. When you've got a guy coming down the edge, he's rarely a threat. And that's a basic concept mm -hmm. of attacking ball is you send a guy around the flank to draw that defender off. Every defender on the planet should know he can't do anything. No. I mean, even if he gets the ball, he's going to cross it into the box. Mm -hmm. But you've got at least three guys in the box that should be able to take care of it. Yeah. It, yeah. I'll tell you, it's interesting, you know, from watching the game. You know, we're talking about, you know, the goals that the the early goal, which is a common theme, and the fact that, you know, the, the second goal was a, a – you know, happen because of the same reasons. But, you know, the way we're talking about this game, it sounds like we're talking about a, a, a two to zero loss. Right. It was it was a two to two tie. It was. Yeah. Um, and there there and it's interesting because I think there was some good defending in the game as well. So I, I would agree. You know, Boxel and Calvo at, at his times had their moments, but it just it just kind of breaks down. It, it just takes one minute, you know, mm -hmm. one second to break down, you know, because if you look at the game as a whole, I'm thinking, wow, that, you know, let's not, we'll get into the, the red card, but Boxel, I think, as a whole, was defended fairly well. I mean, and I think his stats would back that up. But And he, he was even on the bench for Team of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. He deserved it. He, yeah. he was very good. And, I mean, Kalman was also ex extremely good. Um, he probably took the brunt of Zlatan's play, and he kept him quiet. Zlatan didn't have a goal. Um, he technically had an assist, but, again, that goes back to Miller. Um. Yeah, I mean, as on a whole, defensively, we I think we played very well. It was a it was a reasonably organized game. But again, as you said, it takes that second mm -hmm. to break everything down, and it that has been a theme of us all season. I mean, yes. you could go back to Kelvo has been fantastic since he came back from the World Cup. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anybody's forgotten what he did. Prior to the World Cup, we won't forget. You that. had those second, I mean, split second breakdowns, mm -hmm. and you know he cost us games. Yeah, but that's that's the way that's the way it goes um, with this team. So maybe we should talk some positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, aside from the overall defending and positive, we had two goals as you, as Dave pointed out. Mm -hmm. It was two two. We got our first point. Yep. Uh, my notes, I just simply put, Kintaro's the man. Yes, and then yeah. both goals, both goals. You, you can go into detail, but uh, both goals were very entertaining to watch, I thought. Oh, just yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty beautiful goals. Yeah, um, and it, my big thing with Kintaro is, uh, so he's on the left side. It's his weak foot. Dos Santos, a Barcelona man, is... Is sitting there. He's protecting him. He's like, okay, now you're on your weak foot. I'm gonna just push you out, mm -hmm. force you to use your your left. And Katara takes like two steps, floats in a perfect pinpoint cross with his left foot, mm -hmm. completely beating Dos Santos right to Boxel's head for a header. I yeah, mean, his and Boxel's first goal, MLS goal. Yeah, and he yeah. he couldn't. He couldn't mess that up. No. Not not where DQ placed it. Um, yeah. I don't think that Quintero has a weak foot. 
I think people think he has a weak foot, but I don't. I think both his feet are. That's yeah, excellent. That's, yeah, a, yeah, that's a good point. A, yeah, he's probably pretty strong in both feet. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, I, his left is his weak. Yeah, <laughs> it, theoretically it is, but I mean, his left being as weak is like, I mean, it's probably better than my right foot. My right foot is my strength. Right. Come on, I mean, the guy. If you were doing ratings, if you're doing FIFA ratings with Darwin, his right foot would be like 99, and his left foot would probably be like. 88 right i mean he's he's great with both and that and that ball it didn't it wasn't off a corner kick i mean it was just it was outside the box it was a it was a well-placed um corn i guess you'd call it corner across but it was not off a set piece or if back me up a little bit was the where did that ball how did quintero get that ball it was uh it was just standard field of play. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. And that's what exactly I thought. I thought I saw somebody say on Twitter that it was, oh, we got our first set piece goal, but no, no, it no. Was not yeah, a, our first set piece goal came a couple games, yeah, ago, a few games ago. Yeah, yeah. But run a play. Piece. He was outside, put it into yeah. Boxel, and Boxel finished it for his first one. So that was nice yeah. to see. But again, so we're at that point because I didn't watch the game, guys. Yeah. So at that point, we're down two nothing, right? Yeah. No, no. And that was tied. Okay, yeah. We tied it. Okay. Which is another positive yeah. right, that yeah. we must talk yeah. about. Yeah, because we, we did, yeah, the way we, we started out talking about this game was, oh, that we talked about the negatives. We talked about the fact that we gave up two goals that perhaps we shouldn't have, especially yeah. looking at the entire 90 minutes. There, there was some good defending there. Yeah. So we started talking about the two goals we gave up, but when in fact, yes, we gave up a goal, but we got the equalizer. Got back, yeah. Gave up another goal and equalized again. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's getting the point we did, the yeah. way we did it was yeah. actually pretty yeah. impressive. And You know, in the, the second goal, uh, we had the opportunity to see Ibsen being Ibsen in a good way. What? Be- whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Back up, back up, back up, back up. The Ibsen was actually good. He, the 10% of his career with Minnesota United. Yes. Where he was good. Wow. Okay, that might be rough. But, yeah. you know, he had a fantastic through ball to Abu Dinladi, which, you know, Abu's back. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another positive. Yeah. And it, Abu took it right down the left side. Borderline offsides. It was or very close. Yeah. But, you know, but, and that's another thing uh, to sidestep. The VAR. They used it there. It was perfect yeah. because it was not clear and obvious, and they let it stand. Yeah. Because it wasn't. I mean, you look at it, and it kind of looks like he might be outside, but it's at an angle. Yeah. So you don't have that here's, line. Here's what I want to know. I think if they're going to review an offsides play like that, and the, the replays that they showed on TV are not good enough for VAR, in my yeah. opinion. If you're going to use VAR to review offsides, it better be equal. Yeah. With a yeah. goal, you yeah. better be looking right down the line because you can't judge an offsides at an angle. Right. Because if you're looking at it, you know, at this angle versus that angle, you're going to see it differently. Yep. So like, I, there's only one way to review an offsides, in my opinion. And I, yeah. my feeling with VAR, just to kind of go into it a little bit, is that I think um, you're going to see VAR be extended to even more cameras. I, I got a feeling that MLS is going to use is going to try to put cameras at different locations around the field and make it so when they're looking at VAR, they have eight different angles they can look at. Kind of like Dave, I think kind of like NFL does the same thing. They have cameras. How many cameras do they have? They They must have like eight or ten. I couldn't even tell you, but there's a lot. But that's my point. When they're reviewing goal line, because they review all scoring plays in the NFL, they've got a camera that is right right down that line. And I, I assume that MLS has the same thing, but 
I'm talking about offsides. Offsides can occur anywhere. Yeah. Right? So I feel like you almost need an overhead or an angled view that can see the entire field. Yeah, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up because I was thinking, um, I don't think it was the L.A. game. I think it was a previous game that um, soccer would really benefit from having that the NFL's overhead cam. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it, you know, it obviously moves everywhere. The entire, mm-hmm. the entire basically... I think it's hash mark, hash mark, isn't it? Yeah, or it does it yeah. even go sideline? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like that alone, if it's following the play, it's going to have a better view. It might have a better view yeah. of and that. What I was saying is, I think we'll see that in the next couple of yeah. years. I think VAR with MLS will be even better next year and better the yep. year after that because we'll get more camera angles, we'll get different yep. technology so that when you have an offsides play, They'll look at it and say, okay, we've got six different angles for offsides. Let's look at all six. Right. Oh, yeah, this is the angle that we were looking at, and this is where he was yeah. offsides, or he wasn't offsides. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas right now, I think you might have, for an offsides, you might have one angle, maybe two. Yeah. It's usually about two. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I you're going to get to that. I agree. I, I brought it up last episode. I mean, love it or hate it, right mm-hmm. at the moment, VAR, mm-hmm. it's going to get better. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's here to stay, and it's going to get better. So even though, you, I mean, everybody can complain about it. I think... It, through all sports, I think instant replay is pretty much here to stay, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's, it can be a great thing and it can be a terrible thing, yeah. depending on how it's used and depending on what, again, what angles you have and what where your cameras are at. You yeah. Know? yeah, I agree. You know, and I think it'd be pretty easy for soccer, obviously, these cameras are insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. But to be able to just have a camera on the end line, mm-hmm. a camera at the the eighteen yard box, sure. maybe camera about thirty yards, camera mm-hmm. at midfield, and then same all the way down, just to have those those angles. Because really, you're still going to have the angle where you're going to be like, "Well, is that really off?" But if you have a camera, literally every you know fifteen yards, sure. I think that's going to cut down a lot on offside oh, calls. Oh, well, I just got an idea. You have everybody in the stands with their cell phones, just hold their cell phones <laughs> up the whole game with their video on. That's right. VAR right there for you. You buy a ticket, you have to be on VAR. That's the deal. That's the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> Could you <laughs> imagine? Everybody with the camera, like, hey, that's all right. But now, spinning it back to that, I mean, because we we want to talk, we want to get back into our the United second goal and yeah. spinning it back to where you know, Ibsen had placed it beautifully to Dunlady, and then David, why don't you describe the finish of that goal? Because we got it to Dunlady on the right side. Yeah, you know, so we of course had Rodriguez. He's just booking it right down the center of the pitch, and he was pulling uh, two defenders. And honestly, I think it was—I um, uh, can't think of their names. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a big dude, um, and so he had two center backs coming in, and it, so that left the the uh, our left their right flank wide open, mm-hmm. and it, Pontius was basically way back. He allowed Romario to get around him, and so all of a sudden their center backs. Uh, uh, Romney and the, the other guy that I cannot for the life of me think of his last name uh, to to pick mm-hmm. between Rodriguez 
or the guy that's barreling down the flank. And they picked Rodriguez because obviously he's the bigger guy. Yep. He's uh, he's most likely to get there. And so it, I loved it because Romario looked like a wide receiver running down the sideline. His hand is up. You could actually hear yeah. him yelling on the broadcast. Nice. And he's just running and running and running with waving his hand. And it, Den Lottie heard, saw, whatever. He put a perfect low cross through the box, just yard in front of, of the keeper, you know, a couple of yards in front of Rodriguez. There, there was no chance. I mean, had Romario missed that shot, well, it would have been and, mayhem. And yeah. let me ask you this. If, if I mean, he, 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 it, it looked beautiful on the broadcast, on watching it on TV. It, it was amazing. But if he, if he was a half step behind, would he have made that goal? I don't think he would have. Banged, banged off the, the post. Crossbar. The crossbar yeah. and then went in. But what, if he was just a half a step behind or ahead, yeah. would that have gone in? Yeah, probably not. I yeah. mean, I, I think it should have gone in, but the way he yeah. struck it, it yeah. was very close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, he put it in a position where the goalkeeper had no chance, but mm-hmm. I think he, from where he was, he could have put it in a safer position to sure. score that goal. But. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it was possible to get. So, you know, that was our second goal. Obviously, we need to go to a, a negative again mm-hmm. in uh, – our El Capitan's red card. Yeah. Uh, I get it. You know, a lot of people are really pissed that he did that. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not trying to be biased towards uh, Kelvin or anything. I, I'm i upset that he did it. But at the same time, I get why he did it. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think I would have done the same thing, but I'm not the captain of the Minnesota right. United. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean... He, Slayton drew at least two, I think it was three yellows, on super weak calls. Calvo was one of those yellows. That's how he got his first yellow And it, card. it was barely a foul, let alone a yellow. Right. And it, then it, the the incident, I think, was a yellow, wasn't it? Wasn't it a yellow on it Shuler was. or something? It was, it was, yeah. Um, and so Calvo picked up the ball, uh, you know, complained to the referee, and then tossed it. Yeah. Uh, Yellow for time wasting, second yellow gone. Um, we aren't complaining about that. His oh, no, second was, yellow. It was a yellow card. Plain, yeah, it but flat out yellow. To say I didn't again, guys. I didn't watch the game, but to get a second yellow when you're the team captain, you have a responsibility. Oh yeah, to be better than that. And and just and I understand why he and, and situational why he did it. awareness. Yeah. It's your first of four road games. You're on a tough stretch of yeah, Western yep. Conference opponents, and Calvo's defense—he—he's needed. He can't—he yeah, he can't, can't be out. Be giving yeah. cards yeah, away like I that. Agree. I mean, if if he was not on a yellow card, if he only you know if he was going into that clean, yeah. and he wants to do that to make a point to the referees, that's fine. But he knows he's on a yellow. Yeah. He knows he's going to get another yellow, mm-hmm. and therefore he knows he's going to be not only out for the you know the next. 15 minutes of the game, but he's going That's to be out for Dallas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unacceptable. Yeah, and you know... So, com- I think Twitterverse was right to yeah, complain and, and about it. Reading the things I read after, the, you know, uh, this week about that, um, again, like I said, you're the captain of this team. You're responsible for, for not doing shit like that. I'm sorry, you right. just can't do it. Right. If you don't want to be the captain anymore and you want to do that shit, go for it. Right. No, he, you want to give up your captaincy to 
whoever you want to and do that, that's totally fine. Yeah. But you cannot. Do, you have responsibility to this team not to do right. it. Right. He's the guy. He's wearing the armband. He mm-hmm. should be going over to his teammates if somebody else does mm-hmm. something like that and says, mm-hmm. "Stop it. Exactly we we right. need you. We need you. We can't risk." You exactly. know. Well, you know, and it, what he should have done because my my knowledge of these rules is a little off. In the Premier League, this the captain's the only one that's supposed to talk mm-hmm. to the referee. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if MLS has adopted that or not, but. He should have dropped the ball, mm-hmm. gone over to the referee, and stated his case and been like, you know, whatever yeah. you need to say. Now, obviously, again, theoretically, the captains aren't supposed to be reprimanded mm-hmm. for uh, talking back to a ref. But, you know, I, I think he would, he would have been potentially risking a yellow there, too. Yeah. But that's his job as captain. If he gets a yellow... For uh, bitching at the referee for a stupid call, I'm okay with that. That's fine because yes. the referee has the discretion to pocket it. He's the captain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He stayed. He's arguing their case. Okay, leave it alone. But yeah, a, a ball wa- or time wasting like that with throwing the ball, yeah. it's completely unacceptable, for, especially for a captain. As a captain in that situation, what yep. you should do is you should drop the ball, talk to the refs. Make your case and then walk away. Yep. That's it. You yep. know you already have a yellow. Walk away. Yep. You know? Yep. It's just the way it works. Yeah, and it just it puts a black eye on the fact that, you know, they the, the United had finally got a draw, mm-hmm. a point on the road. They'd mm-hmm. finally yep. done it. It'd been since March since they've gotten any result on the road. Yep. They finally did it, but it just it just ruined it. Because now you know going into the next game you don't have Calvo. Yep. You know. Yep. So um, is statistically Obviously, the game is 2-2. Yep. If I remember correctly, it was heavily lopsided to L.A. It was, yeah. And, and, and that's another reason why it's just so frustrating that, that Calvo got his red card because they got a draw on the road. And, and it was a good result because, yeah, you, Dave, you're right. Possession was 61-39 in favor of L.A. You know, 19 shots versus 10 shots. And it, 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 was, it was a mismatch on paper. And yet they got their point. Yeah, they get which their is point. what you need to do. Yes, they get their point. But what I'm going to say right now is, yeah, it was great they got their point. But with the loons, it always seems like, yeah, there's a great thing about this game. But then the bad thing about it is we lose Cal for the next freaking game. And well, and on top of that, we lost Warner. Yeah, for the mm-hmm. next game because of accumulation. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's a good segue into last night's game. Yeah. Uh, we went into Dallas, uh, the second-best team in the West, uh, a team that is beatable at home, but, you know, they're on a two-game losing or almost a losing streak. Mm-hmm. Well, And, it, you know, it's one of those things where I think, in, in terms of my view, this road trip, we need seven points. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we have one. We have four games left. Another point would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, especially with the fact that Seattle has now won five straight. How is that possible? Or six straight. Oh, I and they is. took care of business against, um, was it LA? LA. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and so we've got Seattle, who's completely flown over us. Mm-hmm. Vancouver regained their lead over us because of their win a few weeks ago against us. And it, we've got uh, Houston. No, no, no. We've got somebody behind us that has a game in hand. We've got Salt Lake, who just got beat by LAFC. 
who's in front of us. I mean, we have to get a point on the road every single game. Yes. And so now we're going in, no captain, no central midfielder, well, while now we're... Wait. Yeah, no, wait a minute, though. Yeah, okay, we don't have Calvo, but still, we have DQ. We have Darwin Quintero going into Dallas. No problem. We'll, we'll, we'll score enough goals offensively. Uh-huh. Well, you then, can still be optimistic. And yeah. then what happens this what week? What happened? Calf injury. Yeah. And where did Darwin that come from? Track. So obviously it came out of L.A. because there was no well, mention yeah. of, of a calf yeah. injury beforehand. So and, and so now not only are we captainless, we're without Warner, who's done well. Now we're without Quintero. Mm-hmm. My God, I mean... I was like, you know, John said we were gonna win. Well, yeah, I was and gonna. I was like, I have bull, no which is bullshit. I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring that up. Actually, our text messages. Uh, yeah. That, but yeah, some you know, was it John that mentioned I'm optimistic that yeah, we're gonna win this game? Like, that's pretty. That's pretty the bold. bold. Yeah. Knowing that Darwin Quintero is most likely not going to be in the starting eleven, and we're without Calvo. Right. Um, and, I had seen enough out of Boxel to maybe think, okay, we can survive a game without Calvo, but. Uh, well, and it, what's even better is the last time we played in Dallas, we lost 2-0. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I had little faith that we were going to do anything. And it, sure enough, we we did nothing. Um, and it, I think what's worse, actually, is that Boxel was part of the problem. Really? Uh, which, you know, maybe Tony likes because he always... Seems to I hate on Boxel. I don't hate on Boxel that much. Earlier this season, earlier season, yeah, I, you know the you defenders and kind of all year. I, oh, I kind of laid off the defenders well, the rest t- of the year. I'll tell you what. I mean, he's he's a New Zealand national, correct? I mean, yes. He's, yes. Yeah. He. I'll tell you what. He's starting to grow on me. I, I think I there's like some him. significant potential there. He's got yeah. the size. Yeah. Um, I think there's. How old is he though? Um, I could look that up. I can't tell you off the top of my head. I so, gotta guess he's 30. 30? I could be wrong. Yeah. This is my issue, though, with a guy who's 30. Or you're saying there's potential. He's 30. Okay? Well, so I'm, what's his potential? I'm saying there's potential because we, you know, coming in, we didn't know a lot about him. He's from New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, I'm not following New yeah. Zealand soccer. and But yeah. he came into the, he's, you know, a new a new MLSer, I guess I yeah, would yeah, say, yeah. if that's a word. But I, I just think there's potential. Yeah, so I think we need to talk about something about the state of Texas. Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to repeat something about this game that we mentioned about the U.S. Open Cup Yes, against Houston. Yeah. We were lethargic. Yeah. We looked lazy. Yeah. We just looked tired. Mm-hmm. It was like we played three days ago. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. You know... Kendra was on the broadcast, and you know, honestly, I think she's one of the best commentators we have. She's good in all of sports, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. But she kept saying, you know, they look like maybe they're a little off the game with the, you know, the what was it, a two-hour delay? Yeah, two hours. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, but Dallas had the two-hour delay too. I mean, I just don't. It's like I get it. We traveled, but we were here already. So it's like we had the same issues, we had the same delays, we had the same uh, fitness issues, we all got on the pitch at the exact same time for warm-ups. I'm sorry, but we looked lethargic, mm-hmm. lazy, slow, tired. It, it 
there was absolutely no energy to our play at all. And Kendra mentioned this about yeah. um, Ibarra, Miguel Ibarra, um, with the with the fact that um, <laughs> she's going a little bit faster. She's coming back again. We're Slow not down. buying any ice cream right now. Thank you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> and Kendra mentioned this as well with Miguel Ibarra about how he just doesn't quite look on his game for the last few matches. Yeah. Which I could probably maybe make an assumption about that, um, uh, considering what happened a couple matches ago. We, yeah. uh, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's it's constant reminder that we aren't quite there. I think it's Texas. Well, yeah, it's, and it could be the state. Yeah, I, I mean, it's Texas. I, I, mean, I mean, Texas. It's is so hot. Shit. It's so it's hot. So hot. The heat. My God, the heat. Milk was a bad choice. The humidity. Yeah, they said the on-field. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. <laughs> they said the on-field was a hundred. Or no, that's not true. The air was a hundred one at kickoff, but then of course the storm happened. Yeah. So the temperature after all the delay was still like eighty. Yeah. So they just had this massive storm roll through, and they. Dropped twenty degrees and it's still eighty. I think it's, I swear I think it's Texas. It could be. Dave, remember back, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, the Twins versus the Yankees. Yes. We could never freaking beat the we, Yankees. And it was still, like New we, York, and we, we still can't. we still can't. So it's just <laughs> yeah. it's like a New York thing. It's like the Twins just can't do it. And I get I get this feeling this year with the Loons, it's a Texas thing. Yeah, and it, it. and that that's a very good point because you don't know how these things work. It 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 seems like a coincidence, but how can it be? Like with the Twins, we won't talk about the Twins too long, but I do want to say that that's an yeah. excellent point. The Twins. Now we're going back almost. 20 years yeah, where they just can't get over that can't hump. And you've had different teams. It's not mm-hmm. like it's the same team or the same mm-hmm. core year after year. No, no, no. We're talking about generations like mm-hmm. of players. Yeah. That is, you know, two decades. That's right. But it's the same result every same time. It, yep. it almost doesn't, even when the, you know, the Yankees are on their down year, mm-hmm. um, the twins just cannot it's like a, win there. It's a mindset. Or against the team in general. Yeah. But, it's a mindset. Yes. You know, and I, this feeling with the loons this year, now that we've had a couple bad games, down in Texas, I get this feeling the loons, they go to Texas and all of a sudden like they're they're just they just like are down like they just feel like they can't compete down there you know right because it's not like they're taking the game lightly they know no. how important this game is exactly um, right. if they want to maintain and, a hope and add to it the fact you don't have Calvo you don't have Warner you don't have Darwin okay you lost yeah. three guys. For yes, for last night's game. So guess and what? And you don't have Christian Ramirez. Yeah, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, I thought we decided as a podcast we were never going to mention what that name ever again. Christian Ramirez. Yeah. Why? I'm joking. I did I listen am, to you guys. I am pod- joking. You guys yeah. did the little uh, podcast uh, last week after the whole drafting or after the whole uh, trades and all that stuff. I did listen to that. It was great. Uh, Ramirez. I think the problem you're seeing with Abara right now have a little bit to do with Christian, yeah. not oh, sure. can, anymore. Before we move on, can I just say this um, for most of our listeners? I think they can agree. I just really miss Christian Ramirez so much. Jesus. I miss him so much, and I I can't. I'm, I lost my head. Like he scored two goals yeah, this week for the LAFC. Like why did we trade him? Why did we trade him? I miss him so much. All right, I just had to say and, that. And so um, I'm being a little the- bit sarcastic, but. <laughs> After the break, I'm going to talk about that. Okay, perfect. But let's, uh, right before the break, let's go through this. Yeah, let's get through the Dallas Dallas. game. Look, I'm 
I mentioned in, in my notes, the 36th minute, there is a segment where we had four easy gives, giveaways by Ibsen, Schuler, and Martin. It was literally, there was a giveaway, they got the possession back. We got the possession back, there's a giveaway. They have the possession, we get the possession back, it's a giveaway. And it, it did that in within a matter of like 30 seconds. Mm. And it, to me, it's just... It goes back to the LA game. There are mental mistakes mm-hmm. that our team cannot, for the life of them, get over, and it it goes. It will also play into my comments on Ramirez after the break. Uh, the midfield is a mess. It mm-hmm. is a complete and utter mess, and it's it's affecting the offense. It's affecting the defense. When you look at uh, Figueroa's um, first goal, or his goal, the first goal of FC Dallas. Uh, you know, it was a buildup that led into uh, a set piece. And that buildup was caused by the midfield. The set piece, I mean, it's complete and utter fluke. Boxel, for the love of God, don't head the ball towards your own net. <laughs> because we had an offside call that was VAR. It was correctly called back. Mm-hmm. As a goal, because guess what? Boxel was the guy that headed it into the net, who thankfully Bobby saved, but he saved it directly to Figueroa's feet. And he he was offside, but he wasn't offside because Boxel was the last guy to hit it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, poor preparation for the podcast. I, like Tony, did not get to watch the match. I had to follow it on my phone because I was on in the middle of the Mississippi and River. I love it because I can literally say anything I want. Well, that's you can. No and, and that's why you're our go-to guy for this game. But I just want to ask. So it was. Am I correct? Was it one to zero at halftime? Correct. And so was there? A, what, what was your thoughts at going into halftime? Was there a chance that mm, you know what? It, yeah, we're down. We usually are down early. But did you have any hope that maybe the Loons had a chance to, oh, yeah. to get a point. I, I was, um, you know, going into the second half, I thought, you know, what we uh, we get paying off, paying up off early, and, you know, we make some adjustments, and we've got a really good chance of getting a 1-1. Yeah. You know, and, it, you know, I wanted to draw from this game. Yeah, I had no but I had no feelings that we wouldn't be able to do that. Okay. Your feeling in half at 1-0, though, is we're in Dallas – in Texas, is there a chance we're coming back? Absolutely. Not. Well, oh yeah, definitely. No, I, you know, but I think for me, I was, I was a little bit more optimistic at that point because I was like, well, you know, we got out of that half with just a goal. And look, and like I said, I, I was following on my phone, and if I give you the numbers, I told you what the numbers were for the LA Galaxy possession in favor of LA, LA Galaxy, roughly sixty forty shots, roughly twenty ten. Yeah. And then if I tell you the shots from la- the you know the stats from last night. Uh, you know, it was fifty nine forty one shot sixteen to seven. Yes, they still favor Dallas, but they're not as lopsided. Right. Yet somehow they the loons managed to get a two to two draw. And I think yeah. uh, the first half, if I remember correctly, the possession was sixty four thirty six in, in favor, favor of Dallas. Dallas. So it came back in the second half. It yeah. got closer to the mean, the average, and the one. So uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I. I Felt relatively optimistic. I mean, I wouldn't say that I was. Yeah, we're going to get a point. And then, but, yeah. but then that must have changed quickly because D- Dallas's second goal came relatively early yeah, in the second half, it did. didn't it? Uh, you know, and 
honestly, we couldn't put any possession together. It was a lot of that Ibsen, Martin, Schuler just can't hold the possession. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, I thought in terms of defense, the back line was solid. I thought Miller was good. Mears was sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know, Boxel and Kalman were holding their own. Obviously, Bobby had a number of decent saves. Yeah. Uh, but again, it came down to our issues with the midfield. And Barrios's goal, there was zero pressure. Absolutely no pressure whatsoever on that goal. And it, it started with Ibsen. Ibsen didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He runs up past him. Uh, and now it's up to Boxel and Mears. And Boxel... Uh, for whatever reason, didn't try to close him down. And it, Mears decided, oh, I'm going to kind of watch the guy out on the flank, which we talked about this with Miller. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And on top of that, with Mears dropping off and sliding towards the end line to block, to cover that flank, he actually allowed Urutu, Uruti, um, who was coming into the box, to stay onside. Yeah. So... It was just like this mess of crap that no one came up to to pressure Barrios. And Barrios had a wide-open 20-yard shot. Really, I mean, it was a fantastic shot. Yeah. And you mentioned Boxel just for those people that were just on the edge of the seat uh, that we referenced Boxel. He, he is 30 years old. Mm. Yeah, I had to bring that in. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. I guess. So, Tony, yeah, you were right. Good guess. And, yeah, you're right. He's kind of middle-aged at yeah. best what as far you, as a soccer player again, is concerned. And that's but, what I'm saying. It's like when the guy's – But he's an MLS rookie. Yeah, when the guy's in his soccer, though, I mean, at the age of 30, you kind of – you are what you are. Right. You're not, not going to make jump. a big jump after the age yeah. of 30. Um, if he was 24, I'd say, hey, yeah, that there's some there might be some potential there. But at 30 – he is what he is. Yeah. So what he's doing right now is what we're going to get. Yeah. And so, you know, another negative for this game, Rodriguez, again, didn't get a goal. Yeah. Uh, it makes it look worse with Ramirez having gotten goals against Raul Salt Lake yeah. uh, during the during the week. Uh, you know, I saw somebody on Twitter, Jeff Reuter does this uh, eight-word reaction. Yeah. And it. somebody's reaction was... Uh, this is paraphrasing because I don't think it's eight words. Um, now, you, Angelo, now you know how hard Ramirez's job was. Yeah. And that plays into what I'm going to talk about at the mm-hmm. after the break as well. Um, you know, the reality is we uh, we had an opportunity to take point. It was probably this one and next week are probably the least likely times we're going to get points on the road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, am I terribly upset? No. But, you know, how we played was that, just a pain. And that's actually that, that you brought that up. That's per, like talking about Rodriguez specifically. Um, watching the LAFC game, um, or I'm sorry, the LA Galaxy game, he, he looked good. He didn't score a goal, mm-hmm. but he looked, looked good. good. Can you say the same thing about his performance versus Dallas? Um, no, probably not. No. You know, if I were to give him scores like one to ten, LA, I thought he was an eight, eight yeah. and a half. Uh, you know, last night I think he was probably a six or seven. But you know, it depends on. He was, he was fresher looking than a lot of the other the rest yeah. of the squadrons. 
Uh, but I think how much of that is uh, due to his supporting cast, and which I think that that Twitter comment was was getting at. I mean, did he have his moments where he's running through, you know, defenders making runs? He looked strong, you know. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. think so. I, I yeah. think he had a, a number of good hold-up plays. He drew a number of fouls on hold-ups. I thought he he was doing the job he needed to do. I don't think he was quite as dynamic as he was against LA. And there might be a chance that, you know, Dallas did a good job of scouting the week before and was just playing, you know, heavily toward what they saw as his strengths. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to say this right now. Unfortunately, I think we, the three of us, probably think, uh, think of it the same way as uh, with uh, Ramirez, uh, what's his name? Angelo. Rodriguez. 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 As we think of with Darwin, you know, we get Darwin, he comes in, he's fantastic right off the bat, okay? He has no issues. With Angelo, I think it's going to be a little bit of time. I think, oh, he sure. needs, I think he needs some time to kind of get in the rhythm. For sure. And I think, of course, we're all looking at it and going, well, Darwin came in and had a great couple yeah, first he games. Goal he was fantastic, game, yeah. right? And we can't, we can't say that about But, yeah. And, you know, a thing to mention about Darwin, though, was he came in, he had a goal first game. Mm-hmm. I think he had an assist each game following mm-hmm. for the next two games. Mm-hmm. But he had a lull of about three games, four mm-hmm. games, where it was just kind of like you could tell he was just trying to get trying a few more. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I think that's where Angelo's going to get the short end of the stick, where they're trying to compare him to Christian. Well, Christian went to a new team. Yeah. Okay. A better team. Yes. Angelo came to a new league, a new country, yeah. a new team, a not as good team. Mm-hmm. To say that he should come right off the bat and be good, even within the first five games, yeah. I, I don't I think some that. people, though, are saying that. And yeah. that's the problem that I have is that you look at Christian and you go, you know, Christian was here for a long time. Yeah. He knew what was going on. He, yeah. he, he dealt with a lot of issues here. Yeah. Um, now we get Angelo in here, and he's never been in this situation before. He's learning how the MLS works. It's going to take him a little bit. Well, let me ask you this, and I might be way off, but let me does does Rodriguez remind you of uh, Josie Altidore at all, oh. David? I just I, and the only reason I bring it up is because of his size, and he's a forward, and he just I feel like Josie Altidore. Like the the reason the U.S. the national team liked him so much, they yeah. still like him maybe, but they, because of his size, his ability to just run through defenders literally. Um, I would say that's a good comparison. I mean, I might be a bit off, but I mean, no, that, I, that's one of the first things I thought of when I saw him on the field. He's a big guy. Yeah, he, he looks. You know, I, I think I've only ever compared him to uh, Didier Drogba, mm-hmm. but yeah, in an MLS sense, well, I guess Drogba played for MLS. Uh, but in an MLS sense, yeah, I think uh, Altidore is a pretty good example of what I think Rodriguez is maybe like. I, I compare to Pablo Campos. No, I'm just kidding. I just said that for Johnny. Sorry. Pablo Campos. <laughs> He's going to come up. He's one of my favorite uh, Mexican national players ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's, no, it's not. Compost. Yeah. Why did you say compost? Because oh, I think that was a I'm reference thinking, to me, of, uh, the Mexican goalkeeper. Not Mexican. I'm thinking of what's his name? Who was the guy at the with the United? Who was the um, before Manny or before uh, before uh, before Rodriguez came in? Who was that? 
It was. It's not compost. It's. Uh, God, I can't think of the so guy's name. So before Ramirez. Yeah, before Ramirez. Ramirez that was took us. Yeah, compost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that's why I, I... Yeah, that's that's right. I'm right. Yeah. 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 I just said it for Johnny because Johnny was a big fan of his. He's got pictures of him. And to be fair, oh, there's, there's been multiple right. composts yeah. throughout the years. It's, yeah. oh, it's I know a relatively like, yeah, I know you like compost, common last name. So when I heard compost, I was like, like, oh, jeez. I got a little too excited you got, there. He got very excited. Yeah. Actually. Sorry for stepping on you there. but That's all right. I, uh, we should so, probably take a break. Yeah, we should take a break. Uh, I should mention that uh, we are on the... BFN network, right? Beautiful game network. Beautiful yes. Game network. Uh, we didn't mention it at the beginning, but uh, we are on that. Uh, BGN.FM. BGN. Sorry. Beautiful yeah. Game. What did you say? BFM. Sorry. Mm-hmm. BGN. Sorry. I didn't hear. Um, <laughs> BGN. Beautiful game network. Uh, online is BGN.FM. Yeah. Have you got um, a chance to uh, jump onto that site and just kind of jump around through the different yeah, podcasts that they have? It's, I've listened is, to a few. Yeah. yeah no, you have to. It's, it's I will fantastic. say this. Uh, you need to talk to them because for whatever reason, we're still not on the drop-down box for MLS. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. That's the only thing that's missing. Other they do that, have our Facebook page up there, by. Yeah, I it, saw that. I, I just find it, and I bring this because, like, a reason I, I asked if you had gone to the website because I like I I go I go there, Beautiful Game Network, and and I find myself, ooh, the you know I I'm sorry I can't even quote the the teams, but I ooh a yeah. team in Pittsburgh or a team in yeah. you know wherever it is, and I kind of find myself interested all of a sudden because the content, the way they the way they do it is is, is outstanding. Yeah. And I I think that uh, at some point. Especially with the guys that were kind of, we'll talk about this, the guys that were kind of loaning out to different uh, teams. Yeah. There are some teams we're loaning guys out to that are on this network that we could potentially talk to, uh, have a conversation with, maybe be on our podcast about what those guys are doing down there, um, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I, being on there for a while, it's been kind of great. Yeah, perfect point. Yeah. I love, like I've seen, a, I think this is what's brought me most to the site is when they do kind of their crossover podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, if a team, Cincinnati is playing Pittsburgh, I'm just picked two random cities. But they'll, they had a couple of those where it's a crossover yeah. podcast. So if, if the MLS side of that site ever mm-hmm. gets bigger and we, say, have a Kansas City podcast group, or Chicago, or Chicago, right. or wherever we could yeah. do, we could do, and we travel for a game. We could do a live crossover. Podcast. Is there anyone in Chicago that would actually watch Chicago enough to have a podcast? <laughs> you, are you talking about the Chicago Bears or the Chicago Fire? The fire, fire. Oh, I don't know. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure I don't about know that. If there is. I think KC yeah. probably does. I guess oh, I'm sure they, they do. do. Um, I'm just not sure if they're on. They're going to be on our network at any point. Maybe it'd be nice. Year. I mean, be nice. yeah. be great. you know, I think it's. I think. You know, we might actually be a, a good opportunity for mm-hmm. uh, BGN to get more MLS. Yeah. I should actually kind of, maybe we should look around for some we KC should. podcasts and just reach out to them and be like, hey. And, and I'm point. thinking like, of course, in the future here, next summer, uh, you know, spring, summer, we're on the site. They've got some lower league stuff. You know, maybe there's a weekend where we head to... Wherever there is a, you know, who's ever on there, you know, maybe it's a Cincinnati or whatever, and watch their game and be on their yeah. podcast and, and do some things with them. I mean, there's there's some, there's a lot of things we could be doing on this website. Yeah, the and Lamar Hunt Cup. Yeah, and it's yeah. great that, that we appreciate that they've allowed us on the website. I mean, it's been, it's been phenom- uh, phenomenal for the last uh, yeah. couple of weeks here. So Yeah, you know, I'm with uh, our players slowly getting loaned out. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of opportunities, I think, where... You know this. You know, switchbacks or mm-hmm. you know, 
you got Las Vegas Lights, which I'm going to mention in, after the break as well, um, where we've got players. It'd be nice to be able to go to a game and see one of our players. Uh, yeah, and uh, since we do have a player in Las Vegas, hint, hint. Maybe Some, we go there next year. I don't something know. tells me mm, yeah. I have somebody telling me no. But, what? Well, yeah, your mm. wife probably will say no. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not going to say no to you. I'm not going to say no to you. Why would I say no to you? I got two kids. You're going to have two kids in a little bit. What does it matter? I might have two kids. Well, you may have two kids like who are older. I don't know. We haven't seen them. No, no, no. I meant later. Later. By next year, you're going to have two kids? Possibly. I'm not going to rule it out. Let's not go into that right now. That's, that's. We're talking about Mathematically, soccer. that's impossible. Right, I'm yeah. not saying I'm going to. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just okay. to. Right. Just no, to, mathematically, <laughs> you could have one. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm the stats and info guy. I'm like, there's a chance I could have two kids by then, but I'm not saying hey. I will or I'm going to. I'm just if, saying there's a chance. If you want one, I got two in the house right now. One of them can go with you right away. Nah, you know, I think I'll. Uh, yeah. I think I'll just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, boys and girls, we're gonna take a break. We're back with the podcast in a little bit. Sprinting get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after 731 21 Pay $35 per month for line with AutoPay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available. Ever excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. 